Welcome to the debut episode of The World and Everything You Need to Know, a podcast providing answers for all of life's questions. Ethical, political, cultural, personal. No question is too big or too small. My name is Eric. You may know me from my previous podcast or my writing, or this may be your first time listening. Every episode of The World and Everything You Need to Know will address a topic or answer a question. They could be topics that I've been thinking about, questions I've been asked throughout the week, current events in the news, or persistent cultural phenomena. It will not be a regurgitation of what already proliferates the media. It will be a clarification of key points, and it will be up to the listener to form their own opinions. Where do the answers come from, and what gives them authority? Quality and accuracy of any answer is based upon the precision and reliability of the information that is used. In general, more information is better. More sources ensure reliability. More information allows for a clearer and more complete understanding. A latent benefit of more sources is deliberately deceptive sources reveal themselves as unreliable different sources of information are going to vary in their reporting, the type of information provided, and the relevance of what is provided. However, there will be a number of recurring key points all of them mention. This information that the sources agree upon can normally be taken as true. Over time, sources will reveal how reliable they are and how much they can be trusted. This is based upon how many of the key facts they mention and how much bias and how much subjective language is used in the way in which the information is presented. A couple of phrases that you should always be wary of are, this is all you need to know, or this is all that matters. These phrases are employed to limit information. This is the same type of language used by cults. Basically, they don't want you looking for other answers that are out there because they know if you find the other information, what they have been saying will be revealed to be untrue or in the very least skewed in a particular direction. Media outlets that use a lot of superlative, inflammatory, or pejorative language are opinion and not fact. If you are agreeing with the news, it's not news. News is simply the facts presented. This happened, this happened, this happened. There's seldom any reason for placing blame, and there should not be any pejorative or inflammatory language. That is rhetoric that is used to manipulate opinion. Organizations like Fox News and CNBC, on the other side, are political propaganda tools. They use deceptive marketing, playing themselves off as news outlets, when in fact what they are doing is carefully picking details that support whatever they want to say while ignoring everything else and trying to dissuade people from looking into the other information. Any media with a panel full of experts is not news. The people labeled as experts are not experts. Generally, they are given that label because they don't hold any formal title. The title is given to them by the program producers to lend them an illusion of credibility. By definition, an expert is a person identified by their peers as an expert. 
there are a number of unreliable and dubious information channels. Twitter, Facebook, and other social media, it does not matter how many random people out there claim something to be true or repeat something that has been said, that does not make it true. Wikipedia is another dubious source of information. People love Wikipedia, and I will admit it is convenient for cursory types of information. Then you say, okay, I should double-check this information with a reliable source. Advocates of the site will say that it's 70% accurate. That's an arbitrary number that's thrown around because it sounds good. How did they calculate this? Where did they pull this number from? There's no way to calculate that. Even if it were true, let's pretend that it's 70% accurate. On a North American grading scale, that's a C-. That's 11 points away from failing. Look at it another way. You have a choice of going to two doctors. One of them received 95% or better on every exam he took. Another doctor, he received 70% on every exam he took. They're both doctors, but which one are you going to put more trust in? It's as simple as that. Another point, if it is in fact 70% correct, which there's no way of proving that, is how do you know whether or not what you are looking at is in fact true or not? There can be plenty of sources cited on their page, but this is a collective mind that put this together, and there are a fair number of individuals who either have the information incorrect to start with, or a smaller minority of people who go in and change information deliberately because they think it's funny. Reliable sources are closely dependent upon the proximity of the source of information in relation to what they are reporting on. Typically, it is proportional to the level of their credibility. For example, if you want to know what President Obama said in his last State of the Union address, you can watch his State of the Union address. That is going to be 100% accurate on what he said. Now, whether or not what he said, you believe that to be true, that's an entirely different issue. When you chop up a public address like that, and they pull out a clip here and pull out a clip there, or instead they give you a summary of what they believe they heard, that is a filter. Every person who applies a level of interpretation is going to skew the information that was provided one direction or another, intentionally or not. It's like the game of telephone when you were a kid where one person is given something written on a page and they whisper that into the next person's ear. And then the next person whispers what they heard into the next person's ear and it goes down this long chain of people and you get to the end and the final person says what they heard and you compare that to the original statement and generally they deviate wildly on what's contained in the original and the final statement. Sometimes that's through simple misunderstanding of what someone said. And again, sometimes people deliberately replace information for one reason or another. All sources of information should be viewed with a fair amount of skepticism. 
you should look at them and have some sort of judgment on whether or not they appear to have an agenda. What benefit can they potentially gain by distorting the information? If what they are saying is untrue, how would that benefit them or their associates? That's one way to look at it. What I can assure listeners of this podcast is all claims made here will be easily verifiable by reliable sources. And in general, I will try to cut to the heart of an issue, illuminating what the different sides are ultimately saying. In the end, it will be up to the audience to form their own opinion and hopefully seek out more information to help clarify any doubts they may have. I guess that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Most of what I covered here was methodology. Future episodes are planned to deal more directly with issues. However, I hope this has been productive for some people because it seems more often than ever before, there are many individuals who either can't tell the difference between reliable and unreliable sources of information, or perhaps they simply don't care enough about an issue, and therefore they don't seek out more than one source of information. In any case, only relying on one source of information is going to limit your full perspective of the world. I guess we'll end it there.